Guys, welcome to our non-denominational but mostly Christmas spectacular episode of Pillows on the Windows. Please don't speak until I introduce you. Welcome, Carly. (laughs) Hi. Welcome, Michael. Hello, friends. Oh, 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 oh. That's Santa, and he's here to rank five semi-randomly chosen Christmas movies with you guys. (laughs) That's awesome. Hi, Santa. Oh, 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 oh. Let's do it, you guys. What are our five films? Please list them in alphabetical order, alternating movies. Go. Carly first. Oh. um. Michael, first. Uh, Boy. Okay. Um, well, the movies are It's a Wonderful Life, Muppets Christmas Carol, Love Actually, Tokyo Godfathers, and the one I'm forgetting, Miracle on 34th Street. Miracle on 34th Street. Miracle on 34th Street. I will edit that later so that it's in alphabetical order. No, I won't. <laughs> That would be funny if you did. <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> the and is before <laughs> the last one. And it's a wonderful life. Carly. Yeah. How's it going, dude? It's pretty good. This is Pillows on the Windows, a movie podcast. Usually we talk about like whatever sad coming of age story Carly's into <laughs> at the moment. But <laughs> we have my, Michael here with his nose noises. I just heard, and we're going to rank these movies, and I just drank a cup of coffee, and it's way too late in the day for me to do that, and I'm going to be up at 3 in the morning. You guys, where yes. do we begin? Um, Should we get the worst one out of the way? Miracle on 34th Street. No, I'm just kidding. It's Love no. Actually. It is absolutely Love Actually. I'm glad <laughs> someone else said it first. Thank you. Go off, uh, Michael. Why don't you like Love Actually? A fun, festive treat. Uh, I would like to start with what I like about it. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Uh, Rowan Atkinson. Okay. He's the guy from Hugh Walking Grant Dead. dancing. Hmm. Bill Nye being Keith Richards. Hmm. And Iggy Pop or some combination yeah. of the two. Some bizarre creation. Uh, Bilbo Baggins <laughs> having the weird porn shoots where like it's the only believable relationship in this movie. Point of order, please. Yes. Hi. When I watched Love Actually, which is a fun, festive Christmas tale, um, I always assumed he was a body double for when they were shooting sex scenes. I think that's what it. I think that's what it is. Actually, yeah. I think they talk about it. I was okay. It's it's late. I'm tired. No, because he. What's that? I've seen people reference that as like, and he's a porn actor, and I like never got that vibe from it. So I was like, I was just gut checking on that because I wasn't sure. No, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they're body doubles for sex scenes in film. Okay. And like they're making small talk, and it's like, oh, this is a actual relationship that's happening in a very uncomfortable place. I appreciate that. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Happy Christmas. Okay. Anyway, that's about all I like about this movie. Carly, what do you like about Love Actually? It's very silly. Doesn't make yeah. a lot of sense, mm. which is fun. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love Emma Thompson. Mm. I think that the Alan Rickman character is like one of the most evil little dudes there ever was. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's like, mm. I don't know. It's that plot line actually really gets me every single time. Like, I can't watch. Um, <laughs> I can't watch the scene where she doesn't get the oh, necklace. No. She gets the CD and she has to walk away. Uh, and then she like tears up. I can't watch that without crying. That really does get me very much. Um, and then I like Hugh Grant very much. 
Um, it's just like hidden every single version of what a rom-com could be uh, at once in a way that like it shouldn't work and absolutely doesn't work. But like I, I have fun and every time. And I really think the plot line where the one dude uh, wants to meet girls. So he goes to Milwaukee and like Apparently all of no. his dreams come Apparently true. is no, really no, cut this part. Mm. If you want to run for public office at some point, we're going to have to cut this part of this. I think it's really <laughs> funny. He has like this crazy dream of what America's gonna be, and then it's that. Yeah. Mm. 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 Don't know how I feel about that card. And young chess simp. Yep. Yeah. Mm. He's good. The in this okay, in this young chess simp. Yeah, I think okay. so. Right. He's so a wait, cutie okay, cutie. really quick. Is young chess simp uh <laughs> the guy red haired kid? He yeah, plays the drums. He's the yeah drummer. He's in Game of Thrones, I think, if I recall correctly. Sure. Anyway. Yeah, a little, little, little redheaded. I mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> hmm. uh, love actually is a charming and festive trek through about fifteen different storylines about wealthy white British people as they're <laughs> sad at Christmas, and we love it so. It's like what it's it's not a hate watch because I don't hate no. it. It's like a I know this is so ridiculous watch. And like, I know that the plot line with the dude from The Walking Dead is just like one of the worst rom-com plot lines of all time. And he's just like ruining her life. And it's <laughs> insane. But like, he also wears like this sweater that is like these crazy vertical stripes. And when he's sad, he zips it up all the way. And it's just like, yeah, this is great. He's a little sad rugby player. Aww. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, it has taken on a life of its own, this movie in sort of a weird way where it is the go-to bad Christmas movie that everyone actually secretly likes. Except Michael. Yeah, I hate this movie. <laughs> yeah. But everyone else is like way okay. into love actually. Great. Yeah, we love 9-11 references. <laughs> it's insane. It's we so love crazy. weird harassy uh weird harassment triangles with the Prime Minister of Britain and the President of the United States. It all and results. weird workplace harassment. Well, no, not I don't know the mm. like workplace romance going on with Rickman mm. and also Laura Linney and <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of yeah. bad stuff going on there. He's really the victim at the end, though. I think which one Rickman's character. You know, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Never mind. The real question is: Do they about? do they get back together at the end? Is that a no. kiss of acceptance or a kiss no. of goodbye? Mm. That don't is one of the best, like, actual outcomes of the movie is the scene when she, like, got it right after the school performance when she's like, this isn't going to be my life. I'm not going to do it. Because that never actually happens in rom-coms. Like, there's a scene when they fight and then they get back together. I was always under the impression they left it intentionally open-ended, though. Mm. I don't know. Maybe like, I'm, like, that an There's optimist that little bit in the airport where they greet each other and it's supposed to be, like... Either they're just acknowledging each other and it's over, or this is them kind of having that weird, awkward rebuilding phase. I don't think they ever explicitly say they're done. Yeah. I mean, I hope not. I really hope not. Okay, guys. Keep your Love Actually headcanon discussions to a different (laughs) podcast, please. (laughs) Wait, Tucker, what's your favorite and least favorite of the plot lines? Dude, how can you not love 
dude writing and then oops my writing in the river lake and then we have to swim to get him that's like movie magic jimmy stewart wishes he was still alive so that he could be in this movie love actually i completely forgot about that wow i hate this movie okay okay um hmm. also the milwaukee stuff just it's terrible it's so bad really what are you talking about you're high You've been smoking the mistletoe, I think, coming in here with this Milwaukee business. I think it's funny. (laughs) I'm sorry, Carly. (laughs) Liam Neeson got his son a drum set. (laughs) I think this is okay. So I actually kind of liked the the beginning of the Liam Neeson stuff. You'll like if to... your if your whole premise of this movie is we're going to show love in its different stages and here's the grieving father and his stepson. Oh sure. I like that premise as a setup and then afterwards it just kind of blah. I don't know. Yes. Yes. Also this movie's like minus a style in a way I kind of like cuz it's like cheap early 2000s British movie that is kind of awesome. <laughs> You know, but it's like super ugly to look at this movie <laughs> at any moment. Uh, it borders on uh, uh, there are a few moments of border on like a Hallmark. Oh, movie, yeah. Like Hallmark movie set. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, cast. I, mean, I think if you. Sure. Yeah, I was sure. just going to say, I think if you swap out all of the actors and replace them with like unknowns, you do have a Hallmark movie. It's only not a Hallmark movie because Emma Thompson is in it. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's so ambitious, though. All these storylines weaving together, influencing each other. (laughs) Bookended by Heathrow Heathrow Airport, the only place where these people might come together at a single moment outside of Christmas (laughs) Baggins. They, like, got 45 minutes they could shoot in in this airport and like, okay yeah. we gotta go okay, 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 okay Hugh Grant oh, Hugh Hugh come on come on go no, through, go through. okay part. okay 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 Colin Firth come on Colin 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 where are you Colin Colin <laughs> jingle keys come on yeah. jingle keys uh, uh, that's love actually sure mm-hmm. real quick Michael this mm. is outside the purview of this special Christmas holiday themed episode of Pillows on the Windows subscribe now on Pod Nation Michael mm-hmm. this or yep. Polar Express. Polar Express. Wow. Curly audibly gasped. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put this in our number five spot. Is love actually. Oh, Tucker, you have to answer that question. What is the question, yeah. Carly? Polar Express V love actually. Oh, 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 oh Tom oh. Hanks or Hugh Grant? Mm. Ooh, Hugh Grant any day of the week, but. Uh, Hugh Grant never says, fix that hole in your pocket. So I don't know. Hot, hot. Is Eddie Diesel in this movie? <laughs> uh, there were some cool soundtrack moments in this movie. Oh, my God, Michael, what are you doing? I don't know. I like I like that Joni Mitchell song a lot. I like that. Uh, that. Uh, why can't I think of the name of it? Why can't I think of it? Last Christmas. I gave you no. My- no. OK. OK. I take that back. Never okay. mind. Hmm. I like his terrible Christmas single that he made that he hates through the entire movie. Yeah, and I love that being his conceit. <laughs> yeah. like the, the central conceit of his character is that he's a has-been and knows his song sucks. Yeah. And he's just running with it. Yeah. And, he gets and like it's cute nice with the friend. Yeah. Yeah. 
So move this up a spot or two is what we're saying. No, Love it. no. Okay. Um, let's go to Muppets Christmas Carol. Why not? We're not doing that because it's we're saying it's number four. We're just moving on to that one. I'm not yeah. saying it's number four, Carly. Okay. I would never say such a thing. But let's go up the list to the next spot. The number four film on our list. Muppets Christmas Carol. Do you have a favorite song from Muppets Christmas Carol? There's only one more sleep till Christmas day. <laughs> They're all pretty bad, huh? No. Catchy. Hey, catchy is heck. I really liked the uh, the Marley and Marley song. I think mm-hmm. that song. <laughs> I love that song. Ooh. He's Marley and Marley. Whoa. Yeah. Freaking me out as a little kid. That section of this movie and most of this I'm movie. Sure, it's spooky. Ebenezer, I am the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> <laughs> and I was made by a weird Russian person on Etsy. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> this is a Muppets retelling of uh, Charles Dickens, of all things, A Christmas Carol by a. Uh, this was the first Muppet production after the passing of Jim Henson, I believe. Really? Oh, Merry Christmas. I didn't know that. That's kind of a fun fact. <laughs> like um, a sun directed. Okay. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's all right. Pretty enjoyable. It's better than all right. I think it's like great. I think you guys are overrating this movie a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's, it's very sweet. I think yeah. the it it is creepy in a way that like maintains the creepiness of the real story in like a necessary way. I think, I think Michael Caine is excellent. Like actually really gives it his all, even though he probably didn't have to. Um, yeah. Great. Mm. Yeah. It's very genuine and I can really appreciate that about it. You know, Miss Piggy threatens to beat up, uh, Michael Caine, which is pretty fun. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, young that. Michael Caine looks just like old Michael Caine, and it freaks me out, and I'm into it. Yeah. Good casting. <laughs> but how young was he actually? You know what I mean? Like, isn't he quite old now? I just He's mean the guy they, now, the poor schlub they got to play oh, him. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, he would yeah. have been. This was what thirty years ago or something, stupid. Yeah. That's scary to begin with, but yeah. <laughs> um, nineteen ninety-two to be exact. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I'm old. Don't say things like that. Uh, I think uh, I don't know. There's do you like, like do you like puppets falling off windowsills? I like that bit. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. Uh, like when this movie goes for emotion, it actually nails it perfectly. But there's also parts where I don't know what it's going for, and it's just kind of wasting time. And I don't think those parts are very good. Like what? Like the entire middle of this movie, where hmm. it's like. Look, Ebenezer, it is you as a child. And then it's like a montage of him as a child, but it doesn't really explain anything because we know it's him as a child. And he's looking and saying, that's me as a child. I like when the Muppets are fun and they're singing and dancing, you know. You're forgetting that in that scene, the Muppets knock something over and it's very silly. (laughs) Yeah. The eagle's the teacher and I think that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. But like when... He comes back and tell you Tim is dead. It's like phenomenal that they can bring all this emotion out of these stupid little Muppet characters and 
the Muppets are just like Miss Piggy and then Miss Piggy again, but smaller. <laughs> and they're all just like crying about their son dying, but it like works. And it's really weird that it works because it's Muppets. You know what I'm saying? I think that's sure. good. I think that's a good thing to say about a movie, but I'm not sure. I think so. I like the one place I would agree with you is I don't know that the exploration of young Scrooge's love life works super well. Like, I just yeah. don't get anything from that. Um, but it all feels necessary because he has to look back and like realize at what points in his life he turned away from like being a pure person and just into capitalism. Greed. <laughs> yeah. Ebenezer Scrooge. There goes Mr. Outrage. Okay, we can't do this. We can't. We can't. Michael, thoughts, Muppets, Christmas, fun. I don't know. I feel like you've said everything that really needs to be said. I, I don't know. I thought it was fun. I liked yeah. how expressive the puppets were. Yep. They did really good as these stand-ins for this, like, uh, probably portrayed to death story. Yep. Right. Um, having gonzo be the narrator was kind of fun so good it's charles dickens love it uh i honestly got the impression michael Caine was kind of phoning parts of this movie in but also he <laughs> yeah. still did really well phoning it in <laughs> what, what can you do you're surrounded by muppets and then you're flying through the air with a little yeah. creepy ghost child like you have to phone yeah. it in at some point exactly yeah but like even as he was phoning it in i still enjoyed watching michael Caine be scrooge yeah to the point where he was probably one of my favorite portrayals of the character. Not Jim Carrey in the weird Polar Express semi-sequel? Oh, God. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Zemeckis. Zemeckis. Um, uh, yeah. So, yeah. It was fun. I enjoyed it a lot. I got a lot out of it. It's it's like, it's colorful. It's You got penguins sliding on ice. You got... Yeah. Um, <laughs> You got like weird full body shots of Kermit like walking that feel really yeah. weird to me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I like uh, I, just with the narration, I like when Gonzo brings it down a little bit. It's like an Ebenezer Scrooge walked down the hallway. I love when they do that. And they make it really intimate and dramatic. Mm -hmm. Because you don't want Ebenezer Scrooge to hear you talking about him or something. <laughs> I'm really yeah. into that. It's cozy and creepy at the same time. Can we put this above love, actually? Yes. I, I guess. Say in the number four <laughs> spot. Sure. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Muppets. Um, I feel like I'm really putting a lot of weight on which movie I... I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to... I posit that i don't know i'm not agreeing fully that muppets ends at number four but that's where it's going for now right we could also say it's at number one and love actually is at number two but i'm not gonna the say second that. best christmas movie ever made <gasps> <gasps> call it right here stop it we're done oh ho, ho, ho. see you next year oh santa thanks for coming <laughs> We're happy Hanukkah. Santa, what's your favorite part of Love Actually? Mm. When it ended. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> um, let's peel the mandate off. Unexpected turn. It's a wonderful life next. Ooh. 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 Mm. I'm like rubbing my skin. Ooh, it's a wonderful life. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Jimmy Stewart enunciating things. Mm-hmm. I love mm. this movie. I love this I movie too. so much. Yeah. I do too. It's a pretty fantastic movie. This is the only long. one that I didn't rewatch because I didn't feel like feeling sad. But it is maybe like the best Christmas movie of all time. Yeah. I also did not rewatch this just because I've seen it like <laughs> 8 billion times. So I feel like I'm, yeah, that too. I'm uh, able to talk about it. But. Fun fact, this was the first time I've ever seen this oh, Michael. Aww. Aww. Were you like... Pfft. Were you like one of the people in 1942 or whatever? Where you're like, this sucks. Or were you yeah. one of the people in 1952 where you're like, hmm, maybe there's something here, actually? Hmm. No, more like one of the people in 1978 and, and, and like, ooh, it's a wonderful life. Time to make a tr- Christmas tradition. <laughs> Put this on TV every day forever. Ha ha ha. Take that. Copyright law. Let's colorize it and make it worse. Oh, you see, I watched it in color and I felt what? bad about it. Michael! No, we that have to stop what this. The you have to go watch stream it again. I had, like the streaming service I used had the coloration. <laughs> they didn't have the original black and white. That's unfortunate, but understandable. I mean, it wasn't poorly colorized for what that's worth, but I think yeah. it probably is better black and white. The colorized version the, yeah. has a separate letterboxed entry. Oh, that's interesting. Really? Hmm. People don't care for it. That feels so exactly letterboxed. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a movie about being sad at Christmas, just like all great Christmas movies. Uh, it's a movie about faith, about family, about what really matters. Destiny. Uh, God, plural, is a <laughs> bunch of galaxies. God, <laughs> he sure is. And he says, Clarence. What's going on with this with the with the sledding yeah. here and such? Uh it's crazy to me because I know like this movie seems so I don't know, like like it's 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 firing on so many different cylinders. It's like here's this movie about like faith and stuff, but also here's this movie about how bankers are bad. <laughs> sure are, except for one of them. Except for the one banker. <laughs> yes and it's about how marriage is hard sometimes and you have to make compromises and that's scary merry christmas i don't know yeah the scene when they're in the what is it like they're about to leave for their honeymoon and it's like great and they have all this money and they have to immediately turn around (laughs) it's just george you can't leave you gotta ruin your life some more crushing oh my god (laughs) Well, no, yeah. I, I can't. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart's the man. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. He is the man. I could watch Jimmy Stewart cry on a bridge for the rest of my life, and I would be A-OK. It's yeah. pretty great. I don't know. I just want to hear him say words. I'm bleeding, Bert. I'm bleeding. <laughs> he says. Oh, why, God? Well, why? No, no. Money's not in oh. the bank. It's, it's in Bill's house. and Steve's out. Where did Potterville? What happened? No, right under your tree. Falls. <laughs> like, why do you think this has worked for so long? Like, why is this the one? Because it's so depressing, and it really captures how terrible the holidays are. And people yeah, don't I mean, understand. Th- theoretically, it 
shouldn't be what it is. Like, it is so sad. It's not short. It's old. It's black and white. <laughs> I mean, that's why people didn't like it back in the 40s. Yeah. yeah. They didn't want sad people on bridges. They wanted celebration. Woo! Yeah, but, it just uh, seems so strange that, like, for so many people, it is that one that you go back to every year. I think it's dealing with some kind of universal feelings, though. You know, that, that kind of sense that, oh, life keeps, can sometimes keep you from doing what you want to do. I think people have kind of been there in the past. Though That kind of, like, sense of, oh, compromising you know, your future in architecture, building bridges and buildings <gasps> to run your father's business and keep your town alive and throwing all your honeymoon savings to keep building and loan solvent and, and uh, stuff like that. I think that those are some kind of universal, maybe not directly, but people kind of have like their own personal analogs to those kinds of things. And I think kind of casting that light on, especially around the holiday season when... You know, for a lot of people, things can be hard. And then coming back at that with something more inspirational at the end, saying, look, you know, life can be hard, but look at how much an individual can affect others and stuff like that kind of, it both touches on what can be like some of the, the, the very real dark kind of feelings that come around the holiday season, as well as like the sense of, of, of maybe optimism in a way to where, yeah, maybe things didn't work out how you wanted it, but think of all the people you've, you've helped. I think that's a genuine message that can mean something to people Aww. in a yeah, way that you're not going to capture with like, uh, you know, another adaptation of a Christmas Carol. Yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. The ending is like one of the most joyous endings of any movie ever. And it probably is a lot of that probably comes from the fact that you had to, be in just a terrible state of mind for the hour that precedes it or more like it it pays off so 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 big at the end it's also to the richest man in town oh it's so nice (laughs) (laughs) we can't have her be a librarian wearing glasses yeah Yeah, there's some parts of this that age weirdly george bailey no uh I think it helps that it's not a Christmas movie until the very end when it's very hopeful. What I mean by that is it's an actual movie for most of its duration. And then it happens to be a Christmas movie also at the end. I think that plays in its favor. Yeah. Because it's a movie. And I I think it also helps that it picks as its villain this slimy, wealthy guy because everyone can have a beef against a slimy, wealthy guy. Hell yeah. Screw them all, like dude. Real life counterparts are just as slimy, if not more so. Wow. So but it's a like banker yeah. never did anybody wrong. George Bailey. Your small town dad. bankers could, while well, your big time bankers, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what I think it's like. I think that <laughs> setting up that conflict, like a part of what I like, a huge part of what I liked about it was just this like conflict between, you know, like like your average town folks and the small town banker guy. And this wealthy, well-to-do guy who's trying to buy up town and monopolize the town. Like, that is, like, one of your core conflicts I actually got a lot out of, especially as we're, like, as someone who grew up in a recession and is now seeing a second recession in their lifetime. Like, stuff like that's kind of, like, there's, like, that, that modern salience to it that really, like, you know, I wanted George to, to, to beat Potter 
I wanted him to stick it to Potter. It was fun every time it came up. Like I enjoyed that kind of as like a core, uh, a core conflict here. And especially when at the end there's like this, this, it's really like the, like the way that conflict's kind of resolved is that the community comes together to back George like yeah. stuff like that's I think there's like that that kind of current to it that keeps it kind of relevant really throughout its like entire existence, but also like even today. So that even the parts that maybe don't age as well, some of the 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 weird like the 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 stuff where where Mary's a a, a librarian and we can't have that. <laughs> How dare she? What a waste. Or like uh the the fact the only character of color in this entire thing is is they're made but <laughs> like like some of that stuff ages weirdly but there's still these other themes that still feel very very relevant and have somehow aged very very well and i feel and like love actually could have the exact same problem if we if we looked at it too <laughs> wait what do you mean uh i don't remember a lot of colored people with love actually i guess yeah they're like side characters to, to milwaukee man and <laughs> and uh and Hey Michael. Hi. Hee haw. Hee haw. Hee haw, Michael. The, I'm doing the hand motion. I'm doing it as well. Do it at home. Do it on the <laughs> bus. Do it, too. listener. Hee haw. Hee haw. Um, and also, I think it this movie, not love actually, but it's a wonderful life, handles romance pretty well, even though it's like weird, like Jimmy Stewart is 47, but he's playing a 18-year-old <laughs> or whatever's happening in that scene. Uh but yeah, I think I like the romance between him and Mary. I think the one like courting scene where it goes so wrong is really good too. Yes. Like there's some weird if I remember correctly, there's some weird stuff that happens there as well in terms of like not aging well, but I think the idea of like um I just love those types of scenes where it's like these two people who obviously want the same thing, which is to be together, but just every little thing is going wrong and they're expressing yeah. it so poorly because they're idiots. Like, yeah. I think they do that really, really well. Yeah, mm. I agree. And he sings the Buffalo Gals song. Buffalo yeah. Gals won't come out tonight. Hey, Buffalo Gals, should we put this at the top of the list? Yeah, probably. Heck yeah. Okay. Um, I also, I guess we should yes. throw this. It's What's crazy to me is how like the, the big, like the, what this movie is like known as is is the movie where Jimmy Stewart has to like see life without him like that being like the central like the thing the movie's known for and it only happens for like 20 minutes near the end hell yeah it's is that crazy true? and i didn't expect that oh yeah yeah it's like the for last for some reason it's hour. more of the movie to me Paul he just runs a a car into a tree and then bad things happen and then he goes to yeah, a bar and so then sad. <laughs> comes back oh we didn't hit any of the like a uh, sad kid uh, Jorgis. Why are Brian? Oh my God! I'm gonna marry you, George Bailey. This is so dear. Yeah, that. that uh, I had no idea what was going on until maybe like the last two times, just because I was a little kid watching this, and I had no idea right. what was going on with the druggist and him yeah. slapping young George Bailey across the head. I don't know. Oh, that's awful. oh yeah, that's ear, crazy. Like, yeah, the uh, yeah, but uh, <sighs> the the setup for that was the druggist was. Uh, he was depressed because he found out his son had died of the Spanish flu, hmm. which is crazy <laughs> considering we're watching this now. <laughs> hmm. Did um, it not have anything to do with him accidentally? 
He was like well, despondent. The druggist was, and I think he misfilled a prescription or something. Right. Kill yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. I know you didn't that. mean nothing by it, sir. I know you didn't mean oh. nothing. <laughs> but it kept his druggist out of prison. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It all comes back. It all wraps around itself. It's like an Ouroboros. <laughs> it's like Tenet. Uh, oh, my God. Um, I also like the angel. Clarence? What that's worth. Clarence. I liked Clarence. We love Clarence. As this, like, like child salt man. of the earth kind of like he's just a simple guy reading his adventures of tom sawyer and that's the gift mm-hmm. he leads for him at the end and i like that a lot too i also really like the two stars talking to each other <laughs> like how that's yeah. how they visualized it just so much better than trying to do it any other way it's so cute yeah. which is crazy too because i feel like a large like i feel like you could say this is a pretty I don't know if I want to say explicitly religious movie, but like it's a thing. And here we are representing the heavens as actual stars, just talking to each other as like little blips of light. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of crazy for 1947 or yeah, I think 1947, 1948. Yeah. Instead of having like a dude in a robe sitting on a throne or something. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, he didn't get his wings yet. So. (laughs) Um, Clarence. So it's a wonderful life. Passes the test. It's a pretty good movie. It sounds like mm-hmm. we have decreed. Tokyo Godfathers. Michael, what have you prepared for us today? Uh, I have this nice dish of reasons why I like Tokyo Godfathers. I had to spit sent- it out. Oh, I'm you sorry. had to spit it out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I worked so hard. It's okay. Oh, oh, what is Tokyo Godfathers, Michael? So it's like that, uh, what, like three men and a baby, except now it's um, three homeless people in Japan around the holiday season and sort of like how they come across this child and try to bring the child home to the, their uh, their actual parents is the short of it. The babies, yes. Parents. Yes. Correct. Yes. It's um, an anime, Michael, is the thing. It is an anime. Mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. That stands an for anime. Japanimation, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a con. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I really like it. I, I I think there's some like weird things maybe lost in translation. Yes. Um. And I think maybe there's some uh maybe i don't know if the word i want to use is problematic necessarily but at the same time like there's there's this i think the fact that this centers on people who are like outcasts people who are down and out and and uh that being like your how they interact with the world on this weird wacky adventure with like a bunch of crazy coincidences and stuff which i guess was the intention going off of like interviews with the director um i really enjoyed all of that like you've got this uh this old man who uh was sort of like exiled by his family in a way because he's um because he threw all his money away at uh at at gambling and whatnot you've got a uh trans woman who 
because of their identity was well, partially because their identity was was kind of left out on their own. And then you've got this one girl who ran away from home and they're now they're trying to navigate just like this wacky adventure with this kid they found in the snow. I don't know. I like it. Yeah, I, I like it a lot seedy. too. I think I like it's how mostly that, like, for what you just said. Yeah. Like the general idea of following three people. I don't know. Like Christmas movies are, I feel like, very commonly around someone like George Bailey or something. You know what I mean? Like it's like just this good family having no. some weird stuff happen around the holidays. You don't really get like any other perspective on it. Um, and I really like the three main characters. I think where I got tripped up is I did not realize how like complex the plot was going to be. Yeah. And I was like actively doing, I was like cleaning my apartment while I was watching it. And I totally missed a ton of stuff that I shouldn't have missed. And like kept like once I missed some stuff, it was was, really hard to figure out what was going on, which is entirely my fault. I just totally did not expect to, I thought it was just going to be like they got up to some hijinks trying to return the baby, which is sort of true. But it's also like there's like murder and stuff that happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it just it gets so intense. But I the like, yeah, the three main characters and the emotion behind it, uh, I really enjoyed. And yeah, I'm glad I watched this. Hmm. I was apprehensive about this movie because I've hmm. seen Paprika which mm. I think is a bad movie mm. from the same director. Mm. But I thought this was a wonderful Christmas time, this movie. Uh, <laughs> I like the style. I When I watch cartoons, it's mostly about style for me, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I, I like the way this movie looks a lot. I like the background art especially. Uh, and I like this thing that you guys have mentioned, but which I think is worth pointing out again which is the way this movie hinges on coincidences that keep happening and the way that happens and the way it keeps sprawling out like it's like this bowl of spaghetti where just everything is interacting with itself constantly always took me by surprise and i was it always like grabbed me right back into the movie whenever something crazy would happen like that what was your favorite like weird occurrence uh i like the is it like the ambulance crashing into the store while they're just like yeah. arguing mm-hmm. out in front of it. It's just like, like none of it is too far out there, but the fact that it just keeps happening just gives this movie this kind of like fairy tale feel to it almost where it's just like, this is realistic in a way, but it's also a story that's being told. And I like that about it a lot. Like the, a uh, yeah. Um, and that was kind of the point, I guess, from from uh, what I've gathered is that Satoshi Kone really wanted this to be like a movie that could show you all the crazy ways things can be connected to one another. Yeah. Um, and I thought some of those those things that happened were actually kind of a lot of fun. Like the ambulance is a good one. The uh, I love when they're just kind of arguing in the snow after lo- looting the graveyard. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, there's a Yakuza boss who's just kind of pinned underneath his car and he's like really red faced and pudgy. And it's a lot of I like I like that. That was the way they kind of that 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 kind of was revealed was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, This movie is really expressive with its characters. Yes. Like the way that 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 
each of the characters just visually show emotions a lot of fun and in a way that I think can only really be done obviously can only be done through animation but really kind of I guess capitalizes on that medium in a way that I really really enjoyed um there was a little weird this I thought some of the way that the trans character was in this was handled was kind of could, could be kind of like it was kind of offensive at times but at the other at the other on the other hand I also think it's like just remarkable out of uh that that this trans character is also portrayed as like an actual human with like emotions who actually interacts with their environment yeah and and has like agency in the story and in that way is actually pretty novel especially considering it's coming from a medium that's very at least when it comes to to gender roles and when it comes to uh gender identity can be very conservative or like um, fetishistic right where it's like yeah yeah like, oh i'm a boy who turned into a girl and this is like sexy is like what yeah. i think of when i think of this stuff in anime yeah and that wasn't the case here like yeah. they it seemed like the intention was to make a very a real trans woman and i really like that um yeah the scenes where they like where she's talking about how much she wanted to be a mother and like how yeah. this is her opportunity to like hit super hard mm. yeah like I, I don't know what to expect from an anime from 20 years ago with this stuff you know like i this this blew my expectations out of the water just because i expected the worst and i felt like this was actually pretty good with that stuff yeah which was Definitely. nice to see I guess. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I felt at times like they stretched the the coincidence thing a little too far. Oh, totally. The especially the very very end where the gust comes in and yep. saves them. Oh, I love the gust of wind. <laughs> I really do. That's like probably my favorite part is the gust of wind. Aww. It's so yeah. nice. Oh my god. Is it the the ten minutes before that are like you think it's a wonderful life is dark. This is like yeah. Ooh. yeah yeah but then it's in a way that's also a little out there and yeah yeah but uh yeah yeah it gets it goes into a pretty dark corner but uh it, it, like in the context of this like insane car chase also where it's yeah. like I, there's so much happening there that's tonally like all over the place uh i i guess i like this movie more when it was like having nice conversations <laughs> you know yeah uh it kind of lost me at the end but uh i didn't have a problem with the gust of wind i guess I, it was a nice little a little uh, uh reverting back to good feelings i think that's I, like one of the moments that explicitly feels like a christmas movie because yeah. it's like just a yeah. little bit of christmas magic literally yeah it's like the movie has like christmas feelings throughout like it yeah. You, it's around Christmas time and you get that in several different places, but I feel like that was one of the only moments where it was like, oh, it's like, I don't know, bigger than <laughs> yeah. this specific story or something. Yeah. Right. Where it belongs on this list of five movies about Christmas, even though most of this movie doesn't have anything to do with Christmas. <laughs> like most of the movies on this list. Yeah, like most <laughs> of the movies on this list. Um the I guess the other moment I kind of really want to highlight is I think the part where uh, um, the girl is with the uh, immigrant family is yes. really great. 
like yes. the way they're having a conversation despite the language barrier and it just is like this really intimate moment i really really liked it a lot can i yeah them looking at the pictures or like yeah. each of their pictures yeah so sweet yep did yeah. you carly i assume you watched the dubbed version i didn't thank you for assuming that oh then how were you cleaning your apartment while watching this movie? I think I missed a lot. <laughs> uh, how do they handle? Because I watched the dubbed uh, version, and they they don't subtitle it, and it's uh, they're speaking their native language. So I didn't. I, I guess I'm just asking: Are you are you meant to understand those conversations, or is it like uh, you know? In you, they don't sub. They don't sub. When they're speaking Spanish, they don't subtitle it. Okay, cool. So it is you you as the viewer also are given that kind of language barrier to work with. I like that a lot. And it still bridges. It still has that same kind of impact, that same kind of yeah. like. Yeah, I like that. That's good. I wanted to point one thing out real quick before we move on. Uh, mm-hmm. I love the way this movie sounds in exterior shots because it is very quiet in the way that winter is quiet when it's snowing. And I don't know mm. if that was a conscious decision or if they just didn't put sound in. I assume it was a conscious decision. It works really, really well where all you hear is the characters talking and maybe their footsteps. And you have this kind of like very muted cityscape all around them. And I thought that was all done really well. Yeah. I feel like because so much of this movie feels so intentional in every other way, it had to have been like a, a conscious yeah. decision. No, I was just joking. I'm sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, where are we putting this bad boy? Unless you guys have some other stuff you'd like to talk about. No, oh, I, I feel like we've said what I wanted to say. I really like this movie. Yeah. Thank you. You know what, Michael? This is a movie I've been meaning to watch. Or not meaning to watch, but that I've been aware of for like two decades now. So thank you for pushing me over the edge. Yeah. I was kind of worried whether or not you'd like it because I know you didn't care for Paprika. Yeah. But Paprika and... was like barely a movie and this was like a very yeah. good tale it was telling. So yeah. I was into it. I mean, Paprika looks cool, but we're not talking about Paprika. (laughs) Carly. Oh, sorry. Carly, did you have any other Tokyo Godfather thoughts before we move on? I don't think so. Okay. Where are we putting it? This feels very close to Muppet for me. I would have a, I don't have a strong opinion. Uh, No, I guess I do want Muppets to be above this, but I understand the opposite opinion Mm. as well. Ooh. Where do you sit, Michael? <laughs> My personal, uh, I'm kind of like replace Muppet and Tokyo Godfathers and what Carly just said, and that's where I'm at. Like, okay. I would, re- I feel personally like I would put this above Muppets, but I also think the Muppet Christmas Carol is wonderful and yep. would have no problems with this being slotted under that. Mm. Puts Give me us in a, a tiebreaker, brother. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I think both of these films have positive and negative <laughs> qualities. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, since it's apparently up to me, I guess <laughs> I would put Tokyo Godfathers above Muppet's Christmas Carol because I think it's telling a very unique story with kind of like a unique look in a format that, you know, like me and Carly maybe aren't as used to with Christmas movies. Whereas Muppet's Christmas Carol is pretty dang good and it is a kid's movie that respects children's you know attention span and ability to get it and i think that's very respectable but i think uh tokyo godfathers is a more interesting movie 
Oh, good. I was prepared for this to be slotted <laughs> as like number four. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Does that, what's my vibe check on that? Are we good with that? I'm teed off, but it's okay. fine. Okay. I mean, they're pretty close for me also. Uh, yeah. I just, I'm not going to re- recommend Muppets Christmas Carol to anyone because either they've already seen it or they wouldn't watch it. Yeah, I think like Muppets Christmas Carol is like the most perfect version of the thing that it can be. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, at a certain point, it's a kid's movie about a story that's been done a million times uh, with Muppets, which is great. Yeah. But those are the limitations of the form. Yeah. I mean, to be fair to it, it's better than most other Christmas Carol adaptations. What about Scrooged starring Bill Murray? (laughs) Hmm. Oh, boy. Okay, well I'm gonna I'm gonna do that there, and then we have just one more to talk about. Oh, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> Miracle on Santa Is this Ooh. the real Chris Kringle? Santa, how do you feel about <laughs> Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street? <laughs> What's That's wrong, pretty... Santa? <laughs> Doesn't it make you want to shop at Macy's? Macy's is sick. I don't know, Michael. I don't agree with your uh, anti-Macy's screed here. I don't think it paints <laughs> Macy's in a very positive light. I just think it shows them as opportunistic dirtbags who happen to employ Santa Claus for a time. Yeah. No, I think that's actually the case. I was thinking about that. It seems like there's a whole lot of Macy's in this. Yeah. But at the same time, when they put them up on the stand to have like a, <laughs> when they put HR Macy on the stand to be like a, have like a good heroic moment. He's just imagining Money. the headlines of employing a fake Santa Claus. And he's like, oh, oh no, sweaty on the stand. <laughs> he's real, I swear. Uh, I also get uh, the sense that like, I don't know, Macy's was just a, such a foundational company yeah. at that time that like they had to pick. I guess they could have made up a fake store, but if they were going to yeah. pick a real one, like Macy's is probably the one to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it employs half the country. They're going to have to put it in their movie box. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the most Sorkin Christmas movie possible. Maybe. Feels unfair to this movie. Okay. I think that's a positive. <laughs> um, or not. I don't know. It's, it's like a, a fun courtroom, courtroom drama. drama. Yeah, it's a fun little courtroom drama, too. Yeah. It's not. I, I remembered it being more of a courtroom drama. It's only really for like the last... 40 minutes or so but yeah 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 it's fun this movie about santa claus is he real is he not we don't know but we do he's real it's santa claus the court yeah, declares I, I it because the usps before... so. oh sorry no never mind go ahead okay. i watched this right before we recorded this um and i was oh. gonna like maybe come in with a super hot i've seen it before but i rewatched. Yeah. um I was going to maybe like come in with a super hot take that this was supposed to be number one because it's like so extremely charming. Yes. And then like thinking about It's a Wonderful Life, talking about It's a Wonderful Life. It's not better Whoa. than It's a Wonderful Life. But Harley. I think it is like maybe the best like happy Christmas movie out there. Like mm. if you're not trying to make a movie that's like about enormous themes that uh, brings you to tears. I think this yeah. is like as good as it gets. First of all, it sounds like you're uh, kind of making your own ranking here and dragging us along with you, Carly, which I don't agree with. <laughs> Second of all, I think this is maybe the best portrayal of Santa I can think of in a movie, but I don't know that that carries over to the entire film. 
in a qualitative um, sense. You um, have you even seen Grandma got run over by a reindeer? Yes, I have, Michael. Yes, Cutter. I have. You want to talk a good courtroom drama with a good Santa Claus? I'd rather <laughs> sing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's not a lot to this movie for how long it is, maybe, mm-hmm. I would say. It's only like 90 minutes. It feels longer than that to me. <laughs> uh, and I don't think the secondary characters... Uh, like the mom starts out being kind of like this interesting character. And then I feel like the movie just forgets about her about halfway through. Yeah. Which doesn't feel great. And yeah. it's like, you're a quack. I am a quack, but I'm an evil quack, says the evil quack. And then that I'm not trying to like slam this movie. I just think it is a mood piece and the mood is like cozy Christmas movie. But I think you're. I think you're a crazy person for thinking this is like the number one movie on this list at any point in time, I guess. <laughs> it's I'm so charming. Like one it of is. my favorite moments was um, when they're trying to like look at his employment records or something. <laughs> Under age, it says older than my tongue. But or no, like as Younger old as my, my tongue, teeth? but not a little bit older than my teeth or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so clever. <laughs> Carly likes old men. Just saying <laughs> old men stuff. I don't know. I mean, I think it is a cute idea or like a cool idea to frame it around this family where the mom's so or like idolizes the idea of the truth. Um, being like truthful and honest even though that's like kind of robbing her kid of her childhood and going through that journey of realizing that like imagination is important and when santa's teaching the little girl to have an imagination they're playing like animals in the mirror that's so cute she's got to be a monkey yeah her monkey skills yeah (laughs) (laughs) amen to that brother uh michael what's your what's your takeaway on this film i guess kind of like somewhere in between the two takes here it's a okay. very like this is a very charming movie i felt better about myself as a person watching Aww. it in That's that like in that kind of way that it's like uplifting i don't know because it yeah. just felt like good like i felt like there's there's like a like the goal of this movie was to make people feel good about things and i like that um i also agree that it seems like there's this this intention to set up like a, a strong female character who hasn't who's supposed to have like a clear arc as she kind of reconciles her no nothing her her no nonsense attitude with the fact that she's now best friends with santa claus but um also that they feels like they forget that yeah like halfway through like i could not tell you where in this movie she goes from being skeptical to believing he's santa claus it just, I'll tell you right what, now. It's what was it? She's looking at the. It's when they're writing letters, <laughs> and she reads her daughter's letter, and Aww. then at the bottom she adds her. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like they set up her believing. Like I don't, I don't. I guess I just never got. Was I never was really convinced? I guess that that was yeah where that was supposed to be. Yeah, and especially because even at the end, there's still a bit of skepticism that's only kind of like really gets shoo-shooed away when they look at the cane by the fireplace and it's like, ooh, you don't think. Christmas magic. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but um, the uh, there are parts of this that I thought were like hilarious in a dark comedy kind of way. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, HR like for start the HR when R I guess I'm sorry R H Macy not HR Macy R H Macy was on the stand and he's like uh, and <laughs> his his like what's supposed to be like his coming to God moment or whatever like his 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 benevolent face turn was really just him imagining bad press <laughs> um, there's the entire thing with the judge yep and like the political boss which i thought was hilarious but was also like when you think about it pretty dark comedy yeah <laughs> um yeah. the fact that the day is saved because a postal employee decided to dump all their mail off at the courthouse sure is hilarious but also like okay or not like okay but like it's 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 a stretch it's a stretch. I also thought it was genuinely hilarious, but um, it just I don't. There was like there were like these like under like these moments of like darker humor. I thought were really really noticeable considering this is a movie about uh, believing in Santa Claus. The, what point of order or something? <laughs> mm. Um, I really think if this is a children's movie, they like abandon their audience for the last half hour of this movie or something yeah where it's like oh, okay I here's don't think so here's weird minutia about how the law works and then the postal service <laughs> and it's like okay santa claus is fun but this isn't fun <laughs> this is people in court you know doing like legalese at each other to determine whether santa's real and like santa's still there but he's not really in the movie anymore he's just sitting there and being santa i don't know I, and our our kids going to like get like, I didn't like, the, like the 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 part where the like like legal bosses not yeah. legal boss, like the the political boss in the area is like you're constituents like harping on yeah harping on the judge i don't get that kids would look at that and be like oh of course <laughs> he's Christmas. worried about re-election <laughs> yeah it, it's like it's not interesting other than that it's, it's not for kids, kids. yeah like I like I had fun with it, but I had fun with it as someone who's cynical about <laughs> politics and right. rich people. Right. This is a very cynical movie to begin with, and then they're just like piling it on at the end in a very yeah. Sorkin like manner. Carly? No. <laughs> no. It's a very fun court battle for what that's worth. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I remember being delighted as a kid when uh, it's the letters. Like that, yeah. that was very fun and exciting. But that's like the capstone on it. That's. Yeah. After half an hour of, well, uh, we're going back to court and I don't, I don't know about this court case and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay. <laughs> Arraignments. But there are like some good zingers in that court case too. <laughs> like, the, like the writing on this, I mean, Sorkin-like is a way to put it, but I feel like it's Sorkin <laughs> but restrained, which is maybe the ideal oh, Sorkin. Sorkin. Uh, um, but they're like these little quips where like the one guy is pestering the judge and he's like you'll get two votes you and the district attorney and then he's like well the district attorney's a republican and i thought that was funny or like uh um that was the, the one that immediately stood out to me just like little things that pop up during the court fight yeah whereas like these are things that kids watching this movie probably wouldn't pick up on it all but me as a politically active adult was like ha ha funny piece of commentary this still zings and a century later yeah <laughs> yeah 
Oh, uh-huh, what a wry piece of satire that one was. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, oh, thank you, Sorkin. They make a. No. And they make. <laughs> thank you, Sorkin. The uh, the guy who's like the who ends up being set up as the actual villain in this Sawyer or whatever his name is, a fun guy to beat up on too. Sure. Like he's a guy that you want to be. You you like. You feel good when Santa Claus clocks him with the cane, even though that's probably bad. <laughs> um, He's got such a big lump on his noggin after that. Yeah. He does. He's like, oh. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the guy sucks. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's cartoony, I get, because it's like for children. Uh, I just wish the court stuff was as cartoony or something so that it was more in line with, I don't know. Like, I like a fun court room scene. It doesn't have to be cartoony, but in the context of this film, it just felt like a weird uh, left turn at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, not every movie can be Trial of the Chicago 7, Tucker. Okay, B-movie, <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> um, so, like, bottom of the list? Oh, my God. That's what no. I'm kind of hearing. Like, maybe, like... <laughs> Next, what if this movie action? ended with Santa Claus reading off a list? Oh my god, like I would stand up and clap! Elves. I would stand up and clap <laughs> about that. Anyway. Uh, like a list of uh, of his reindeer, and then it's like text on the screen. Prancer, Vixen, and the judge is like, What are you doing? And then there's text on screen that says, And he actually was Santa Claus. <laughs> Directed by Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. <laughs> Written and directed by. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Of course. Check out Molly's uh, game in stores now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, reindeer games? Where's it going, mm. folks? I don't know. Let's bring these reindeer home. They're tired. They're panting. Um... <laughs> It's going above love, actually, for sure. For sure. For sure. Is it going above Muppet Christmas Carol for sure? I would put it above Muppet. Yeah, I probably would, too. Would you put it above Tokyo Godfathers? I feel like this is a yes coming in from Carly. I feel yes. like it's, yep, okay, Michael. <laughs> this is the maybe for me. Uh-oh. <gasps> I feel like I'm more inclined to watch Tokyo Godfathers again, but I do really like this movie and i think this is definitely more of a christmas movie definitely in a way that like feels formative for christmas movies and it is also more in line with like what you would actually watch during the season right and i also just feel good about it i don't know yeah uh natalie wood does a great job as a kid mm-hmm. yeah which is rare <laughs> very rare yes um hmm, i don't want this to be up to me I would put this below Tokyo Godfathers, but I'm not too beholden to it, I guess. I guess like also- the, this is maybe the most Christmas movie. Uh, maybe it's Muppets Christmas Carol. Eh, no, I think it is the most Christmas Christmas movie on the list. And I think it's very good. So like okay. it's hitting both. Yeah. Buckets. Right. Hmm. Is a. Uh... Edmund Gwen, probably the best Santa Claus on film. Of course. Okay. I would say yeah. so. It's like, it's like rye. It's like, it's like winking at you the whole time, but in like a good way, like a way Santa Claus would when he's looking at you from the Coca-Cola advertisements and he's like, I'm your buddy. 
<laughs> yeah, you know. Thanks, Santi. Eat this, Tim Allen. <laughs> God, Tim I'm really Allen. putting on weight. Ugh. Um. So above, I would feel so weird putting this below Tokyo Godfathers, though. But I also feel like I like Tokyo Godfathers more. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. Mm. Hmm. We were in that like moment from the the Halloween cast where we were talking about whether or not uh, The Shining should be. Is The Shining a, a horror movie? Down. Yeah, <laughs> let's God. really dig into this, you guys. Jack Nicholson, he's cold. <laughs> he's like, I'm out in the maze and I'm cold. Um, you guys, we have to decide now. Hmm. I I really think it should be above Tokyo Godfathers. That's a stronger statement than I feel like what you've been giving us, Michael. I think that's, yeah, and that's because part of me feels like it should also be both Tokyo Godfathers. Mm, what if it should be below Muppets Christmas, Carol? <laughs> Why are you doing this? <laughs> I, I don't think that. A little bit of chaos thrown in. Ooh, <laughs> no one wants below it. Below no love, actually? Okay, I can tell which way the uh, the sleigh is turning on this one. Oops. <laughs> it feels like but a Tucker, mistake we that we don't... need you to be our Rudolph and guide us. Oh, Why zero? The better to light our way. I also watched that. This <laughs> Did you? Mm-hmm. Not a Christmas movie, but that's pretty cool, Car. I don't know. It can be if you want it to it's be. It's not. I don't I understand. Like it works better as a Christmas movie than a Halloween movie. It totally doesn't. That's the whole point of the movie is that you misunderstood <laughs> Christmas. Because it's Halloween. Right, but it's about Christmas. It's not about Halloween. Where are you, Christmas? <laughs> the worst Can Christmas movie is... Love, actually. Followed by Muppets yeah. Christmas Carol, Tokyo Godfathers, Miracle on 34th Street. And It's a Wonderful Life is the best Christmas film slash holiday film. Well, is there a holiday film that's not a Christmas movie? Out there, yes. In this list, no. Okay. Nothing's coming to mind. I was just, what's a good example? Of like, what do you mean? Mm, like a movie that might be on this list that isn't necessarily a Christmas movie? Die Hard? Uh, that's not really what I mean. <laughs> Uh, you're thinking like a holiday movie that's maybe not about Christmas, but yes. it's like about a holiday, any yes. holiday. Yes. We're talking like Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights. That's exactly what I'm talking about, <laughs> actually. Thank you. Love, actually. I think the holiday is considered like a pretty agnostic holiday movie. I don't know what that is. It's another rom-com. Oh. Season's it's the meetings. one where, for some reason, Kate Winslet falls in love with Jack Black. Oh, oh, that's huh. great. Because he's charming. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Jack Black is charming. What about like, uh, are we talking putting Valentine's Day movies into this? No. That one where, where Taylor Swift is there? <laughs> no. Oh. In no. like gym clothes or something? What are you people talking about? <laughs> the one that's basically Love Actually, but it's uh, Valentine's Day. Isn't Jack Swift Black is in that movie? Sure. Oh, Christ, maybe. I don't know. I think he is. I think we're in the Jack Black cinematic universe. I know what we're ranking next year. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. 
I would like to keep this list and we can come back to it next year with another five Christmas movies. But it will at some point it'll have to be like holiday. Yeah, oh. we got it. We should have included Elf. I feel like I should have advocated for that. Mm. It feels weird having that. Still, and that's seen just it. like the most prominent modern what if, Christmas movie, right? Carly, what if I can't mm-hmm. stand Will Ferrell? Thoughts? Too bad. Probably won't like Elf, considering it's just Will Ferrell going, <laughs> look at me! For like 90 Maple minutes. Maple syrup. Candy cane! <laughs> I can't. I can't. You have uh, to like strap me down in the clockwork orange chair with the eye drops. It can be arranged. Okay. If it's any consolation, Tucker, I also don't like Elf. <gasps> well, I don't know. I haven't seen Elf, but I assume I would hate it. And it's the same I think bet. it's quite nice. Okay. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, Merry Christmas to all. And uh, we'll be back in not too long with some uh, more ranking of things. Mm. 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 I watched Feels Good Man and it was excellent. Ooh, I'm excited Probably. to watch it. Not That's to throw nice. things into disarray. <laughs> Sorry, I can't all be A24 dramas about cows, you jerks. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> uh... It's called First Cow, but where's the next cow? It's a misnomer. <laughs> what? It's not a misnomer. I can tell you, Tucker, there's probably more than one cow in the history of Oregon. <laughs> Tucker. I can't say it for a fact, but I feel pretty confident there is at least a second cow in Oregon. <laughs> Uh, second cow it's like 1940 and people are talking about how much they hate it's a wonderful life Mm. by the way have we stopped recording